Hi guys, it's Lindsay Pinchuk, host of Dear Founder. And in case you missed it, I recently made a huge announcement. You've been telling me for months how hard it is to wrap your head around marketing your business. And a few weeks ago, 89% of you told me in a survey that you needed help. Between finding time, being consistent, and simply feeling burnt out, it's nearly impossible. And I want to change that because it doesn't have to be. You can now join my brand new community and group mentorship, Marketing Made Simple for Small Business. You don't need a million followers or a million dollar budget to grow your business. What you do need are the right tools, a process, step-by-step guidance, and a little bit of support along the way. Consider it an extension of your company, your very own marketing department at your fingertips while you're working each and every day. When you join, you'll have access to three monthly live group strategy calls with me, access to ask me your marketing questions within our community, ebooks, guides, checklists with step-by-step instructions, and a community of women business owners to collaborate with, bounce ideas off of, and to support you. And let me tell you, Based on who has already joined this group, you are all in for a treat. And in 2024, I'll be bringing in guest speakers and I'll introduce a whole host of additional resources to support you. The doors are open and founding members will be grandfathered in to the lowest pricing ever offered. Plus, when you join at the annual or lifetime level, you get a big bonus, hour-long one-on-one strategy sessions with me. The link to join is in the show notes, or you can simply go to www.lindsaypinchuk.com. Get excited. I am. I can't wait to work with you and to help make your marketing simple to build and grow your brand and bottom line. Dear founder, as you know, there's no blueprint for entrepreneurship. You wear so many hats, you burn the midnight oil, you pour your heart and soul into everything that you do. But without a doubt, the journey is worth every single second that you put into it. I'm Lindsay Pinchuk, host of the Dear Founder podcast. I say this because I've lived it for over a decade. I started my first company with $500 in my pocket and a baby in my belly. I grew it and I sold it all. This podcast is my weekly letter to you. We'll talk all things starting, growing, nurturing, and in some cases, even selling a business. Together with some of my closest contacts, I'm here to help you find your own success, whatever that means to you. The ride as a founder is the ride of your life. So come on in and join me for another episode that will get you one step closer to reaching your own founder goals. Welcome back to another episode of Dear Founder. Today's conversation is designed to really save you time and a headache, the headache that it took me to learn this important aspect of running a business, and that is to hire a bookkeeper. After a series of mishaps with my first company, it really just took me far too long to find the right person. So when I started my 2.0, finding the right bookkeeper was imperative from day one. I am lucky to have found today's guest, Danielle Hayden, and her company, Kickstart Accounting. She and her team have honestly revolutionized my business, and I cannot wait for you to meet her. But before we get into today's episode, I'm your host, Lindsay Pinchuk, and I wanted to say hi. For those of you who are new around here, I have been building brands for nearly 25 years. After a decade in corporate America, I started my own company back in 2010 with just a $500 investment. I grew that business to reach 3 million users per month across multiple platforms and generate seven figures in revenue for six years straight. 
I built this company through practical, cost-effective organic marketing strategies. This was all before I led its acquisition to a large agency holding company in 2019. Two years later, I exited with one goal, to support other female founders and businesswomen through their own entrepreneurship journeys. This podcast is my weekly letter, sometimes twice weekly letter to you to inspire you to find success through your own entrepreneurial endeavors. Today, I use my experience and proven strategies to make marketing simple for you and your brand. Honestly, that's it. My mission is very straightforward. So if there's anything that you want to hear about or anything that you want me to share to help you through your own endeavors, I invite you to reach out. All you have to do is email lindsay at lindsaypinchuk.com or DM me on Instagram at lindsaypinchuk. And if you're inspired by today's episode, I invite you to share it. Text it to a friend or share it in your stories on Instagram. If you tag Lindsay Pinchuk or Dear Found Her, I will absolutely come and say hi. And as always, if you like what you're hearing, we would love it if you left a five-star rating or a review as that is how other entrepreneurs discover our show and the incredible stories we share here each and every week. All you have to do is go to www.ratethispodcast.com slash dearfoundher. It's linked in the show notes, and you can leave that rating or review wherever it is that you listen. So let's meet today's guest. As a chief financial officer for over 10 years, Daniel Hayden loved accounting, but felt like something was missing while she was while just helping investors and board of directors of large companies. That's when she realized her thrill for helping entrepreneurs, especially women, who were breaking the rules of business in order to create something amazing, something the rest of the world didn't expect them to do. So Danielle left corporate accounting and formed Kickstart Accounting, Inc., an accounting firm designed to help female entrepreneurs understand their financials in order to grow their businesses and become more profitable. Since she's realized entrepreneurs need more than just a bookkeeper, they need real financial analysis and education in order to get the confidence required to create the sustainable wealth they deserve. I can honestly tell you from experience that Danielle and her team do just that. They are amazing. I am so proud that they are on my team and I can't wait for you to meet Danielle. So come on in. Welcome back to another episode of Dear Founder. I am very excited about today's guest because she is someone that founded a company that I myself use for my business. And as you just heard me say in the introduction, having someone help you with your financials or an entity, a company helping you with your financials is really so imperative for your business. It was one of the earliest lessons that I learned with my first company. And when I started my second company, the very first thing that I did was hire Daniel Hayden and Kickstart um, Kickstart Accounting. So Danielle, welcome to Dear Founder. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And um, I hate that you had to start a second business to learn that that, that lesson uh, early on. But, um, you know, it is. Well, I the, learned it in my first, I yeah. learned it in my first company. And when I started my second, like before I did anything, I wanted to find someone to help me with my bookkeeping, which your team is amazing. They really and truly like keep me in line. And I don't know what I would do without them. So I'm so excited that you're here, not only to share about Kickstart and how you founded and created this amazing business, but also just some really great knowledge and wisdom that I know our listeners can take away from this conversation. Perfect. I'm here for it. 
All right. So let's start by talking a little bit about Kickstart. I'd love for you to share the story. I don't even think you know this, but full disclosure, I found you from like a Facebook group. Like I had posted in a Facebook group. I'm looking for, you know, someone to help me with my bookkeeping and your name kept coming up time and time and time again. And part of why I reached out to you and your team is because of your reputation with small businesses. And obviously now that I know you guys and I know how you work, the business that you have built is amazing. And there is a reason why so many people were recommending you and why I recommend you to so many people. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about Kickstart, how you started it and where it is today. Yeah. So I had started the firm. I was working as a CFO for mid-sized businesses. So I was the chief financial officer and I always say I was making the rich rich. So I worked with an amazing management team. I armed the CEO, the board of directors, the investors with the financial information that they needed in order to make better business decisions to grow the business and ultimately to sell those businesses. And what I realized in doing that was that small business owners need access to this information entrepreneurs need access to the financial information. And so what I did was I took everything that I learned, all the information, the reports that I was using, and I modified them and changed them so that it would work for small business owners, especially for women and creatives who started a business because they love what they do. They are passionate about their their craft and they don't understand the business side of things. And so we went on a mission to use bookkeeping as a vehicle to help business owners understand their numbers and to be able to make better, more strategic business decisions. So taking everything that I learned in corporate modifying it for a small business owner and saying, how can we help women take this information and be able to thrive in business? When was this that you started? Nine years ago. Okay. And talk to me a little bit about where you were then when you first started and where you are today in terms of what does your company look like? What does your team look like? What do the services that you offer look like? Yeah. So we have been on, like every business, uh, a a journey. And when we started, I was a solo... Well, I did start with a business partner, to be fair. So her and I started the business together. Her and I were the not only the face of the business, but we were doing a lot of the work. And when we started, I wanted to be the CFO for other small businesses. So it was really more of a CFO outsourcing firm. What I learned was that we loved working with women business owners who weren't ready to hire a CFO and really needed... Like they couldn't even get to a CFO because they didn't have bookkeeping in place, right? Like when we went in, would talk to people, like they didn't even have the most fundamental accounting systems in place. So I'm trying to talk to them about strategy and growth and budgets. It was like, they can't even get there because they don't have the foundation created. And so um, we started to pivot the the business and we said, all right, let's stop talking about strategy. We have to create the foundation for business owners so that then they can even get to better business decisions in the future. So that's when we took a hard right turn. We said, we are a bookkeeping first firm. So all of our clients, we start with bookkeeping 
Then we send them financial reports every week, month, or quarter, depending on what package they sign up for. Then we can do an annual budget. We can do those planning sessions. We can do tax planning, but all of it stems from bookkeeping first. We have 25 team members today. And so over, you know, we hired pretty early on. I wanted to say we were about six months in when we hired our first employee. Um, Maybe maybe a little bit more like eight months, but Sarah's still with us. So Sarah was one of our first team members. She is still she is still with the firm, and My Sarah? she grew. Yeah, you're Sarah. Okay, I yeah. love Sarah. <laughs> yeah, she's great. Um, and she really grew in her career with with the firm, and so um, we slowly uh, created a mentorship program. So we created our system, our framework for what we do and how we do it. So that was, that was really like, because you can't scale a service-based business without having the framework. So we have a framework that we use with every single one of our, our clients. Um, I use the built to sell model. Do you know that book, John Warlow? No. Okay. Built to sell John Warlow. Um, I actually get to meet him this week and I'm so excited to, to thank him in person. Um, he, his framework literally was the number one reason why I structured our firm in the way that it is today. We needed to do what we do for every single one of our clients, no matter how big or small they are. Everyone has the same chart of accounts, income statement and balance sheet structure. Bookkeeping is bookkeeping. So we then do the bookkeeping according to um, gap principles, which is what all accountants follow. But our framework that we use, we use with every single one of our clients. The snapshot is what we send to our clients at the end of each month, which makes our service-based business uh, like a product-based business. So we have a product that we send to every single one of our clients at the end of the month. So they get their financial statements out of QuickBooks. They get the traditional income statement, balance sheet, cash flow statement. Most business owners roll their eyes and they don't understand the Excel files. So we've created what we call the snapshot. And this is an easy to read PDF that allows the business owners to stay at a CEO, CEO high level to be able to easily digest their numbers with charts and colors, right? It's easy to read format so that they understand their numbers. And by creating the snapshot and this framework, we've then now be able to, we've now created a uh, mentorship program that every single one of our team members go through. So when we hire a new team member, they go through the same training program that every other team member goes through so that we can service and scale our clients in, in a really meaningful way. So does that answer your question? I think it was a roundabout Yeah, way. no, it does. And so <laughs> one of the things that I love about your business and that I love when I tell people about your business is the look on their face when I tell them how affordable it is. And you have created you have created a business at scale that is attainable and affordable for small business owners. How did you do that? How do you do that? Yeah, so we have packages. So most accounting firms bill by the hour. Like every time I go to a continuing education, they are still trying to get accountants to move from billing by the hour to what you call value-based billing. Um we knew from day one that I did not want to run like a traditional accounting firm. So I'm always telling 
our clients forget industry norms because I said, I am not running this business the way other accounting firms do it. I'm going to disrupt the industry. So we um, do all of our pricing on a flat rate monthly fee. When clients come to book a call with us, they put in their estimated annual revenue. And that gives us an idea of the volume of transactions that they will have in their their business. So our pricing scales with the business. So if you are doing under 100K, we're not going to charge you the transaction volume of somebody who's doing half a million dollars a year. Obviously, you have less transactions. It's going to take us less time to process your transactions and and upkeep your your bookkeeping. So um, I think we really were able to implement this model by... Um, several things, you know, flat rate monthly billing, it's part of your budget. We know what to expect, no matter what some clients take more time, some clients take less time. I believe it evens itself out in, in, in the long, long run by creating the framework and the systems, the processes and the training that we have in place, we've been able to optimize our team. So our team does not have to recreate the wheel every single month. They are doing the system and the framework that we have created. They have been trained. They are experts in our framework so that they don't have to recreate, you know, they're not sending financial statements that to recreate every month. Now they do have to do, they do have to create the reports. They, we send a loom video with every single one of our financial statements. So the loom video walks our clients through their snapshot, through the financial statements. So that is different every, every month. But by creating those efficiencies, it allows us to charge less than a typical CFO firm. I love that. And I, I love how you've built your business. I, I, I mean... I can't say it enough that like your business has changed my business. So, and I know that that's your goal. That means so much. Lizzie, seriously, I don't want to like just bypass that because that means so much. Like we, I always, I tell my team every day, we are not bookkeepers. Like we transform people's lives. Like what we do, we all jump out of bed in the morning. We have the privilege of making an impact on your business. And then you are going to go out and hire people and impact other families. And you're going to continue to do what you do and impact your clients. And so we have this beautiful ripple effect. And that means so much when I hear that, because that's a reminder of why we get do what we do every day. But and you're the first person, you're the first entity, because it's I know it's not you that I work with directly, but you're the first entity in you know 14 years that I have worked with that has had that effect on my business. I mean, when I had my first business, I think I had like four or five different bookkeepers until I sold it. And they were just bookkeepers. And there were a lot of mistakes made. And there were, you know, it was a learning process for me. And, you know, part of why I took the chance on you and your company was because of the comments and the feedback. And so many people were recommending you in this like one Facebook group, which is like, that's just one Facebook group yeah. of so many, right? So what do you think it is that has given you this reputation among creators and solopreneurs? Um, you know, I know the answer to that, but like, what do you think that, that, it, that you've done to really hone in on that group of people that the word of mouth is so strong for your company? I think we truly love our clients. Like, you know, we created a space. So accounting is a male dominated field. Um, 
And we've created a space where it's judgment-free, right? Like our clients can come, they can ask questions. They can, um, they, like, they've never had this space where they can say, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, can you walk me through what the heck an income statement even means? Right? Like we are nice people. We spend so much time and energy around hiring, recruiting, and training. Our human capital is my entire job. Um, and it's because we truly actually care about each and every single one of our, our clients and making a difference. Um, when I first started my first year in business, I went to go see our family tax accountant. So although I am a CPA and I know how to do taxes, I said, I want some checks and balance and I'm going to have Joe do our, our tech. I hope Joe d- doesn't hear this and <laughs> ripping on him all the time, but it, In all fairness, so I, I'll never forget the day. Um, It was summer. I I mean, Lindsay, it was like the summer of all summers, hot, sticky, humid. I was a single mom of two young kids at the time. So, you know, you're driving in your sticky car. I walk into this man's office and he has that old uh, paneling across his office. Same decorations since I was, you know, going in with my parents when I was five. I will never forget Joe shaking his head at me because my business was small. It was my first year in business. I, I didn't pay myself enough. Um, I, I didn't do things perfectly. I wasn't growing at the speed that I wanted to. And he shook his head no at me and called it my little business. I was devastated when I walked out of his office and I said, no woman should be spoken to that way. No woman, when they are trying to better themselves, when they're trying to build a company, when they're trying to to create this mission in the world, should ever feel that way. And so when we get onto a client call, we are paying more attention to how you're going to feel when you leave that call than telling you, you spent $5,553 in advertising this month. Well, and I just want to say on a personal note, like, Sarah and Carrie, who are my team that I work with at Kickstart, I mean, they know so much about me. Every time I get off of a call with them, it's like a therapy session. You know, I really like kind of walk through everything I have going on with my business and like what I have coming up and and whatnot. And then to your point, I and I think that I'm saying this because it makes a difference when you're in a service-based business. And I want the people listening right now who are service-based providers to remember this you know, Carrie reached out to me after October 7th to make sure I was okay. Um, Both Sarah and Carrie have asked me multiple times how my daughter's bat mitzvah was. You know, I mean, there's just like a lot of really personal connections and I've never met these women before. And so that is really key when you're running a service-based business without a doubt. Yeah. So it's, it's hiring good people and training them, training them, not training them to care, but like training them so that they are so great at what they do that they have the time and space and confidence to care about you. Because if they're not confident in accounting, they're going to be looking down to say, okay, hold on, Carrie, wait, can you, or all right, Lindsay, repeat that. Hold on. Like I'm not, they're, they're not confident by giving them training and making them so confident in the framework that we've created. They can now pour into you as a business owner and a person. But what happens when you do that is you you create a relationship. So it's not just one-sided. Like I know about Carrie's son, you know, doing gymnastics for 
University of Michigan. I know that Sarah goes to hockey tournaments every single weekend. And when you have someone who cares so much about you, you care back. And that ultimately just makes your business foundation stronger as you're working together. Yeah. So speaking of foundation, you use that word a couple of times in the beginning of this conversation. And I, and I bring this up because the way that I do business with my clients from a marketing standpoint is that I create the same foundation and I have the same framework and principles that I put in place with every single one of my clients as well. So from your perspective, what makes a successful foundation when it comes to the financials of a business? Like what are those things that you put into place for a business? So I think first is accuracy, right? When when we're talking numbers and bookkeeping, it has to be accurate, um, but it also has to be set up in a useful way. So what we see a lot of times when we take over bookkeeping from another firm or from a client who's been doing it on their own, they use the chart of accounts, the income statement that gets spit out of QuickBooks. Um, the example I like to use is um, office expenses and software. Well, like those are two very different things and I need to, I need to monitor them differently. But QuickBooks lumps them together um, as one account. And so if your QuickBooks account isn't set up in a way that's meaningful, it's always going to spit out information that's not meaningful. So then when you go to look at your income statement and you're like, well, what did I spend money on? Was it supplies or was it software? <laughs> like, where do I need to put my time and attention on? So um, it is accuracy, but then it's also making sure that your, your um, accounting systems are set up in a way that's going to allow you to be able to use the information. So that's part of our, our, our framework. Um, bookkeeping is also the, the foundation because it has to then be used for everything else. Once, when your chart of accounts, your income statement is set up correctly and you have an accurate foundation, creating a budget is actually pretty darn easy, right? Like setting a budget is easy when your bookkeeping is done correctly. When you go to your tax account at the end of the year, so we have a sister company, KSA Tax Partners. When, when our clients go over to KSATP, it is really easy. Like there's nothing for them to do because you're, when your foundation is set, set up, filing your taxes is easy. Tax planning is easy. Meeting with your tax accountant throughout the year is easy. Meeting with your financial advisor is easy, right? Because you're going to show up. They're going to say, how's business going? And you're going to say, well, actually, I'm very profitable. Here's my financial statements. Where should I invest my money this year? I want to grow my wealth, right? It becomes easier to have that conversation with your financial advisor. And then lastly is like your business coach and initiatives with other with other consultants. When you have the foundation of bookkeeping, you know how much you're spending in professional development. You know how much you're spending in advertising and marketing. You then can align your goals with where you want to spend money. So if I'm if I'm not hitting my revenue goals, but I'm not spending enough in advertising, advertising and marketing, well, guess what? Because I have the foundation set and I know that information, I can go double down on my growth and work with somebody like yourself because I know where I'm spending money. So it makes your decision-making so much easier. Today's episode is brought to you by Hivecast, an amazing agency providing high-quality podcast production made simple and affordable. I hit the jackpot when I came across Hivecast. As I pieced together services from contractors all over the web initially to help me with my podcast, Hivecast was everything 
that I needed all in one place. For just $500 per month, they not only produce and edit four episodes, but they also create the marketing assets. Emma, my account manager, is amazing, making sure that I'm on task and that we can schedule episodes regularly and by my deadlines. Honestly, the time saved working with Hivecast is worth at least triple what I'm paying. Their sister company, Fireside, offers other marketing services for small businesses, including social media management, Facebook and Instagram ads, search engine marketing, and so much more. Again, all at a rate palatable by a small business owner. The best part, there's no contract. You can purchase their services as needed on a monthly basis. Use the code FOUNDHER and save 50% off your first month of services. Give them a try. The decision to outsource this part of my business has surely saved me a ton in the long run, and it was the best decision I've made for my business. Let's talk a little bit about the fact that you have spun off and created other revenue streams outside of your your basic packaging. I mean, you have some courses, and I'd love for you to kind of talk about that as well, because I think that's been... Um, I don't want to say a trend because it's not a trend, but it's been a shift for service-based businesses to provide, you know, additional knowledge and information through other means to clients. So can you talk a little bit about how you've grown your business in that way? Yeah. So this is really scary to me. So I, I want, I want to let, I want to be a little vulnerable and transparent. I have always felt like we have created success in this business because we have stayed very narrow and focused on what we do. We do bookkeeping for entrepreneurs, right? Like for small business owners. And it was really scary for me to say, hold on. Are, are we tax preparers? Do, do we do taxes, right? Like, do we add that? But here's what we found, Lindsay, is that every single time we try to partner with another tax firm or we tried to work with other CPAs, they didn't help our clients in the way that we wanted to help them. We believe, like we've created this customer service um, framework and our clients want that type of customer service from their CPA and they weren't getting it. And so it became almost like we are going to be irresponsible if we don't lean into this. So we, um, about a year and a half ago, created KSA Tax Partners, where we now work with, you have to be a bookkeeping client. So we don't take and somebody who, if you don't have clean, accurate bookkeeping set up in our framework, we won't do your taxes. But if you're a bookkeeping client, we'll do your taxes for you. Um, it's really profound because we meet with our clients four times per year. We kick off the return with a meeting. We end your return with a with a review. We meet with you in, over the summer and then again at the end of the year to prepare for the end of the year. It is really scary to start additional revenue streams. It's really scary to branch off, um, but it has gone better than I could have ever expected. Um, our clients appreciate that they um, can get to the same level of customer service that they've grown accustomed to at Kickstart, that they can get it with their taxes as well. Um, we've also created a set of courses. And the reason behind that, um, kind of two reasons. So we have Finance Framework, which walks business owners through what they need to know to understand their numbers, what to look at, when to look at, why to look at it. And it's really for somebody who can't afford bookkeeping yet, 
or they really want to know more. Like they really want to lean into this side of their business and they want to really educate themselves. So they, the clients can go through it. You know, they're handing over their bookkeeping, but they're also saying, I want to understand it better. Um, so we wanted to have something for our clients who say, I want to understand it better. And for business owners who just want to understand it better, we create a finance framework. And then lastly, we kept on hearing on client calls that people still were anxious around money. Like they had organized bookkeeping. They had financial statements sent to them at the end of each month. They were ready for tax season, like all of this. And they would still get on the call and say, all right, where should I cut back? I'm so nervous. Like I, 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 IRS is coming after me tomorrow. Like, and I'm like, hold on. This is money mindset. Right? Like this is money mindset. Why as business owners, can we not spend more money in our business to hit our goals? Why do we feel anxious around, around money? Um, you know, what about our money personality type is holding us back in business? So we created money mindset mastery. So all of these kind of offerings were from a place of, I have a hard time selling them because it feels sales. And they, they came from such a genuine place of like, I just want to solve this problem that our clients have. I still always talk about services first because from a business perspective, that is like lifetime value of a customer. When our clients work with us, like nine times out of 10, a client only leaves if they're closing their business. Like they're, they're not leaving for any other reason. So, um, I'm still talking service first. So when I'm on a podcast, I'm always talking about services first. And I specifically don't talk about taxes first because I truly believe when I came into this world of entrepreneurship, I couldn't believe the number of people who were only doing bookkeeping to file their taxes. And I was like, whoa, red flag. Like what? What? We have to know our numbers to manage our business. And the bonus is that we can also use those numbers for taxes, not the other way around. So I specifically still don't talk about taxes first because I want us to know our numbers to manage our businesses. So I don't think I'm giving those other service offerings the same airtime. So we still like our, our core business will always stay our core business. Hi guys, it's me, Lindsay. I hope you're enjoying the episode. I just want to drop in to tell you that I want to give you a gift this holiday season. You've given me the gift of your listenership all year, and now I want to say thank you. So for the entire month of December, I'll be picking one review from Apple Podcasts per week to win a $100 American Express gift card to use on any small business that you want to support this holiday season. All you have to do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts after December 1st. Watch the Dear Founder Instagram account or listen here every Thursday to see if you won. And if you did, there will be instructions on how to claim your prize. I want to thank you so much for listening and thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting the show and thank you so much for leaving a rating or review. And now back to the show. Let's shift gears for a second because I want our listeners to walk away with some tangible knowledge and information. So if, if someone who's listening does not have a bookkeeper right now and they're doing it themselves and they want to hire someone, what would they look for in a bookkeeper? Like what would you suggest they ask when they're interviewing bookkeepers, what would you tell them they need to make sure is included and that the service provider is giving them? So I'm going to give you a few things that are going to sound really silly as I say them, but I can't tell you the horror stories that, that I've heard. 
find somebody that you want to talk to that you literally actually like them. All right. Because if you're not working with somebody that you like, you're, if you're ignoring their emails and you're like, if you don't like them as a person, you aren't going to ask them for help when you need help. If you don't understand your income statement, you're not going to call them. Like that's not going to be who you call. So find somebody that you like to work with. Um, not all bookkeepers are created equal. So you really have to ask like, what is included in the package? And some might not even have packages. Some are charging by the hour, right? Bookkeepers are not created equal. And the training that bookkeepers have to go through are not created equal. I have my master's degree in accounting and finance, and I am a CPA. So when we train our team members, we are training the team at the highest level, like the highest level, right? You can go to like bookkeeper.com. I don't know what it the real URL is and get trained on how to be a bookkeeper. And so you really want to ask what are the credentials of the owner and who will you be working with? And so if you're working with somebody who's under them, what training did that person go through? Has the, the, has the owner really put forth the time and effort in training their team? Like my day, all day, every day, 40 hours a week is training my team and, and the podcast. So training clients and, 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 and my team. So, are, so if you're going to be working with them, are they qualified? And then what is included in the service? I can't tell you, Lindsay, how many times I've heard from, from clients, their bookkeeper never actually sent them financial statements. I'm like, well, are they in QuickBooks? And they're like, I have no idea. Like, I don't know where my numbers come from. You should have QuickBooks online. You should have access to your software. Your bookkeeper should be sending you financial statements on an agreed upon timeframe. You should understand how to get a hold of them. How do you ask them questions? Um, are they available for questions? What type of questions can you ask them? Because you could say to my team, I'm thinking about hiring. Can I afford it? And we'll, we have value-added worksheets that the team has access to and trainings that they can then provide for you. But if you're working with a bookkeeper who isn't qualified in that area, they've never been a CFO, they've never worked with business owners to help them manage their, their, their business... They're not going to be able to answer that question for you. So make sure you understand their background. So what else can, like, what can a business owner be doing right now to prepare for 2024 financially? So first and foremost is the day that you started accepting payments from customers is the day that you created a business. And I hear from business owners all the time. I'm an accidental business owner. Like all of a sudden I was a business owner. I'm too small. I'm, I'm not big enough for a bookkeeper. I'm not big enough for a, t a, a, a tax accountant. I'm not enough. Get out of your head. The day that you started accepting payments from customers is the day that you created a business, which is the day that you needed a bookkeeper. You cannot afford to do bookkeeping on your own. I again, cannot tell you the amount of horror stories I've heard of people overpaying in taxes because things were not done right. And the people who come to us the most confident that their bookkeeping was right is the ones that we're making the most corrections on. So you cannot afford our packages start for business owners who are doing under 50 K. So you can afford a bookkeeper. Our packages start there. So if you are if you are going to continue to be a business owner in 2024, get your foundation set. Get help in bookkeeping. Make sure that you have an accounting software. Make sure that you are putting something in your calendar throughout the year that you are going to look at your numbers. Even if you have no idea what you're looking at, like you could have no idea. 
but you take the time once a month, once a quarter to look at your numbers, talk to your money team, um, and start to step into, I, I feel like CEO is kind of an overused term these days. So I don't like to use it, but like, again, you own a business. So you are the CEO. So step into your business owner mindset, step into your CEO mindset. You have a responsibility to know your numbers. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you think that business owners should know about finances and their bookkeeping process before I ask you my final question? Um, no, because the big thing is you're you're never too small to get help. You're never too small. You're never too early. And it's never too late because that's the other piece. People say, well, I've been operating this Google Sheet for so long. I'm embarrassed. I'm so unorganized. We have seen it all. And that's why we really implement like big mama bear hug for our clients because it doesn't matter how messy it is. You do not have to get organized first. We organize it for you. You're never too small. You are always enough. Like if you if you have been, if you've worked with somebody in the past that didn't make you feel like your business was enough, that should never be the case. You need to find teams and, and, and um, people to work with that are going to embrace you or your business and where you are today and help you get to your next level. I actually have two questions, two final questions. The first is, what is the number one piece of advice you would give to a service-based business who is looking to scale? Read Built to Sell. I mean, I'm going to read it in December. Yeah, that's, I mean, everything that I'm about to say is in that book. So read Built to Sell, create your framework, document your processes, because when you go to hire, it is so hard. Like, I think what a part of why we're so scared of service-based business owners to hire is like, I'm going to train this person. And then what if they leave or I don't have time start now? What is your framework? Document it. I, like loom is the best thing that ever happened to me. Like just open up a loom video and start recording as you're working and you can just talk and record what you're doing. And that way it becomes a training manual for the next person. And then when you train somebody else, when you train your first few employees, they can help you build that out and refine the training that your team members are going to go through. But build the framework, document the processes and hire before you're ready. Because by the time you need to hire, you probably should have hired three months ago, six months ago, a year ago. (laughs) So to dovetail on that, my final question, same question I ask everyone, what are three actionable takeaways, steps, tangibles that you would tell a new business owner that's just getting started? Separate your business and personal expenses yesterday. Like do not like go be that person at Target with two different credit cards in your hand. Separate your business and personal. Um, Make sure that you're paying yourself. You as a business owner need to be paid. If you don't understand how to pay yourself, talk to your money team because you need to be paid. Your services are not free, my friend. Like you should be paid by your business and find a money team that you can talk to. It doesn't have to be me. It doesn't have to be Kickstarter County Inc. It could be whoever, but find a money team that can be there to create the foundation, answer your questions because those first two things, your money team can help you get there. (laughs) Danielle Hayden, founder and CEO of Kickstarter County. Thank you so much 
for helping me and my business and also for being here today to share your knowledge and wisdom with the Dear Founder community. I am so excited to share your story. Thank you so much. I hope that you're walking away from today's conversation with some tangible, actionable steps. And I hope that if you don't have a bookkeeper, that today's conversation has shown you that you A, should have one and you B, can have one. You do not need to be making millions of dollars to have a bookkeeper helping you with your books. And I will tell you from experience, it will make the world of difference. So whether it's Danielle and Kickstart or someone else that you know and you trust, having that person in place will really help you to take your business to the next level, to manage your expenses, and to run an actual business. So I want to leave you with my top takeaways from today's conversation. Get out your pen and paper. You're going to want to write these down. Number one, find someone you like to work with. Number two, The day that you start accepting payments from customers is the day that you create a business. Number three, you cannot afford to do bookkeeping on your own. Number four, separate your business and your personal expenses. Number five, pay yourself as a business owner. And I'm gonna throw in a number six, find a money team that can be there to create the foundation that you need. Thank you so much, Danielle, for your knowledge and your insight and your wisdom that you shared with us today. And thank you to everyone who tuned in. I so appreciate you listening. I so appreciate you being here. Stay tuned. We have another brand new episode coming for you every Tuesday and Thursday.